Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. Red Bull's cracked. I got the beer on standby. Brandon says beer's ready. Beer's ready. Red Bull's ready. It's a great combination for your health. All right. So, um... Well, we had a plan. We had a plan. We still have a plan. We do. And then the Leafs ruined it all. Uh, Kind of, sort of, not really. But they shocked us. Yeah, I guess this happened longer ago than what we realized. It was like an hour ago. I mean... I thought free agency would calm down on a Sunday. Well, I mean, it's not really our fault because Twitter has been uh, fun the last. Yeah, three rate days. limit exceeded. <laughs> um, it's the word of the weekend. Words of the weekend, for sure. Maybe that's our episode title. <laughs> I might actually roll with that. I like it. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi is a Toronto Maple Leaf. Toronto Maple Leaf. Words that kind of disgust me. <laughs> The country that kept him out is now celebrating the win that they have with him. So it was a one-year, five point five million, right? Five you said, half. yeah. Five so and another prove-it deal. It's so strange. Teams had offered him the term that he wanted, but not the pay. I'm very. I would be very curious to see what the difference is. Was it like a four point five? Like, are we talking a million bucks each year? Which I mean, five million dollars in total over those five years adds up, right? I can respect that. But you're going to an arguably arguably worse. Toronto Maple Leafs team than they were last year based on how free agency has gone for them. They just fired their GM. They're giving their, their coaches on a prove it year. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like an environment I'd want to walk into where Toronto media is already the most toxic thing in this world when um, it comes to sports. God, you I don't know, know how I, he's going to handle that. I don't even think about that. It's like, he's got the one year prove it. If they don't, if he doesn't hit over 200 points, like... <laughs> You know, he like he's not gonna want to come back. The team's not gonna want him to come back. The the media, the fans aren't gonna want him to come back. And the funny thing is, we're not even a Toronto podcast. No, we're the Hockey Town West podcast, and I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and I'm Nick. Here's the last thing I'll say about Toronto and Bert for this before we move on to our actual teams that we cover. Toronto's in cap trouble this year now with Bert's five point five on there. They're gonna have to trade one of their big guys. Yeah, either Nylander or um, Marner. Marner. That I saw. That I saw a tweet before it exceeded. Was that they were looking at trading Austin Matthews for Connor McDavid? <laughs> that those two teams were going to split. That would be the stars. funniest thing I've ever seen. But that would put them in worse cap position. I think. <laughs> I, was I think like, McDavid makes more. I'm like, there's no way at least they he better do this. But you know what? <clears throat> keep him in Toronto. Yep. Still pretty close to Detroit. It is, but. Can Steve Eiserman play the ultimate big brain play here and bring in a Nylander or Marner with the last fourteen million in cap space we have to spend this year? We still have money to spend. We still oh we have tons of money to spend Jesus. after all this still. Holy crap. So like, is it possible? Because at this point he will have traded Bertuzzi 
gotten a first-round pick next year for him on a Boston team that probably will not be as good as they were this past year. Luchik just went back. My point exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they've made good moves and they've made bad moves, but could he big-brain this enough to where we bring in one of Toronto's big four and a first-round pick next season and all we lost is Tyler Bertuzzi? (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong, I love Bert, but what a freaking play. That would... uh... It would make, give me some more faith in the Iser plan. Yeah, yeah. Because I've lost some. Where are we? So what are we? What are we starting with today, buddy? Well, or, there's been so much. We I have mean, a whole Ford's recap episode saved and recorded and in process of editing, and that is already pushed back another week based off of coaching announcements for the Griffins, draft, and free agency. That is all this episode is going to be because so much has happened. So let's dive into coaches. Because these coaching <laughs> announcements are very exciting for us. Yeah, they are very exciting, and it's more of the Griffins anyways. So Dan Watson's um, building his bench. And the bench is looking good. It's got hair. <laughs> <laughs> There's no glare this year. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it like that. You were ready There's for some that. great hair on the team now. <laughs> There's some great hair on this team. That's and it. teeth. So uh, do you want to start off with the, the big guy, Mr... Brian Lashoff? Yeah, Brian Lashoff was announced as one of the assistant coaches for the team. and Surprised? No. Shocked? No. Angry? We all saw this coming. We all hoped it would come. We hoped the organization would do something fun. And they did something fun. This but is fun. It's not only going to be fun, it's going to be good for the team. Lashoff is a leader. He is a great hockey mind. And I can only imagine what that's going to look like in the spectrum of a coach, especially being... A defenseman with all these defensive prospects that we are going to see come through here now. <laughs> it is the smartest move this organization can make to have him behind the bench with Dan Watson. I love it. How do you feel about it? So in general, I it's so funny because I was like, as soon as the draft is over, I'm going to take a timeout from Twitter. I'm going to take a hockey reset. <laughs> I can't. Like, I am so freaking excited for this season. I am so pumped. I'm so ready. I want it to be October 13th right now. Like, by the way, that's opening night for the Griffins. Wanted to make sure we got that in there, too. Yeah. But I am super excited. Brian Lashoff being back, that's good. He's an assistant coach. I think he'll be more of, like, the assistant assistant coach. I'm interested to see how he kind of fits into this because... The other guy, Stefan Julian, yes, also a defensive-minded coach. Mm-hmm. Who is going to run our offense? <laughs> well, I don't think the bench is filled yet. Yeah, they still need a goalie coach. And I think there's probably room for one more assistant in there. Grand Rapids usually travels pretty heavy with them because we fired. Our... Well, we didn't resign. We didn't resign. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've gone over this before. We had what two of them plus a goalie coach, and then Canuble stepped down. So we had three before. Okay. So, so there's a potential for another one to be added. Who? I don't know. I mean, this, th- we didn't really think Stefan Julian, the other assistant coach that was named, was on the radar. We don't he, know. He's not on the radar at all. I don't know much about him. You did a little bit of research, right? Oh, I did a ton of research. Perfect. Let me hear it. Really? You Nothing? No. Oh. I, I left this for you. I knew you'd pick that one. Yes. I'm so excited. All right. So he comes from Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. He coached the Sherbrooke Phoenix team. He was coach of the year in 2022 to 2023. Okay. And in the 1920 season. 2019, 2020 season. Oh, it was like the 1920s? 
1920s, yes. A million years old? He is pretty old. No, I'm no. kidding. He's not that old. Uh, he was also the GM for the team through those last three seasons. Oh. Oh. So Sherbuck has a huge opening now. They need to replace a GM and a coach. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Not our problem anymore. <laughs> uh, he won GM of the year. He led Sherbuck to the Central Division title, to the semifinals last year, finished the season with a 50 wins, 13 losses, three overtime losses, and two shootout wins. Is that what the two is? Shootout wins or losses, either way. Two, yeah. Uh, Record for his entire head coaching career, 262 wins, 161 losses, 24 Overtime losses. Overtime losses and 17... Shootout losses. Shootout losses. Three division titles. Okay. One league championship. Okay. Here's where I think the connection became. I think Steve's had his eye on this guy. Because he coached the U18 squad to gold at the Gretzky Cup. Mm-hmm. Gold medal assistant for Team Canada at 23 World Champi- uh, World Junior Championship. Ah, I can't see it. As the head coach. Uh he played 17 years in Europe, Sweden, uh, sorry, Europe, Germany, and Switzerland, and he played defense. Okay. One defenseman of the year when he played. Nice. Okay. Worked with the top demon of the league last year in Tyson Hines. Okay. So he is very defensive-minded, I Perfect. would assume. Like, Perfect. Well, and we know Dan Watson's system focuses a lot on the defense, being able to stretch the play out. And, you know, it's it's great to have good defensemen, but they got to be offensive defensemen, too. Which, we're going to get into some of that later, because <laughs> I did some research on some stuff, and I'm pumped right now. Research on some stuff. I'm excited. Is it hockey-related? Oh, maybe. <laughs> we'll think about it. So, we still need a goalie coach, possibly an assistant co- another assistant coach to run the offense, to run the power play. Yeah. But the way that this is kind of looking is, like, we drafted a bunch of demon. We've... Spoiler alert. Signed a bunch of demon. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Assistant coaches are all both demon. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're gonna be I'm hoping we're gonna be really good on defense next year. I think that what we're gonna see product wise on the ice is gonna be just night and day different from last year. And that's not a slide at the players, it's a slide at the way it was set up. Yeah, it's a whole new like this is gonna be a brand new refreshing season. I think they have to focus on defense as well if they're going to bring up. Well, when they were giving up 45 shots a game, yeah. That was it? Uh, there was worse ones, <laughs> but that's just the number that sticks out in my head. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I I mean, if we're going to bring in some goalies coming up this year, we need to focus on D. Yeah. So They're going to need structure in front of them. Yeah. And it's going to be key. So, excited. Love it. My stamp of approval so far on the decisions they're making with the team for next season. Um, it's a complete turnaround. I love it. The guy, he I was trying to do some more research on him, too, through YouTube, just yeah. to kind of, like, figure out how to pronounce his name, first of all, <laughs> to, uh, just to kind of see, like, how he holds, like, press conferences and things like that. And one of the um, – they did a video with Sherbrooke, uh, and it was based off of culture and leadership. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was all in French, Canadian, so I couldn't understand anything. But he had a huge PowerPoint. It looked good. So 
I'm going to trust that Dean Watson, like with Dean Watson and with him, this is, I think this is more of a Steve Eisenman pick here. It could be, but at the same time, Dan Watson preaches culture and leadership. So I think this is, this is why I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, it's edition. a great move. Both, and, both is just a great move. And again, to circle back to Lash, it's just fun for the fans. This is, this is fun. This is what we all wanted. This is what everyone was begging for as soon as he retired. And we got it. I think it's good too. Is like they keep the fans on the hook a little bit because I think oh yeah we they lost a lot last year like not just games but oh. like a lot of fans too. Uh, so they kept us in you know connected. Like yeah. hey, you got a carryover guy. We were hoping that was going to be Mike Canubel. It wasn't. Here's Lash. Boom. Like it's it's perfect carryover. It's too. Perfect. It's perfect. It's good. So anything else you want to cover on coaches, buddy? Oh no, I think that covers that there. That was good. She'll be. I, I like it. <laughs> Short, be, sweet. Do you want to do draft or free agency first? Let's do draft. Draft because draft happened. Draft happened first. How do you feel about the draft? So oh, yeah, okay, hold on. Initial just yeah. Let's run reaction. Down. Give me that before we run into the rundown. Blunt reaction. How do you feel? So you and I text, sum it up in one word. Can I do three? Sure. What the? <laughs> oh yeah, we can't say that. Last yeah, time. you can fill that in the blanks because that's what I texted you when I saw the draft. Okay. And that's what you text me day two. Correct. And then I started doing research. Okay. And so you... my initial reaction initial reaction was, uh, <laughs> current are, reaction. What is, are we doing here is the famous lines, right? Y- yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what I had. Yeah. And then <laughs> current reaction is optimistic. And let's, let's dive in. Let's give the rundown, and then I'll say why I'm optimistic. So first two picks. Well, first pick, Nate Danielson out of Brandon in the WHL. We joked about this uh, when we recorded a part that I'll never see the light of day that I just wanted him drafted because he was from Brandon. <laughs> um, and then it ended up happening. So that's cool. And then second pick was the defenseman Axel Sandine Pelica. What a hockey name, first of all. It's going to be so hard to say. Yep. I'm just going to call him Axel. From the Swedish junior team. Um, it's a mouthful. It, it is a mouthful. It's not that it's hard to say. His jersey, did you see his nameplate <laughs> on his jersey? It's huge. Extra letters for the same cost. <laughs> yep. Um, I caught something, too, when watching the draft. So those nameplates they stick on the draft jerseys are just like, they have a bunch of nameplates for prospects that are there. They stick them on the jersey and they hand it to them. It's not, like, stitched or it's anything. It's, there was a name underneath um, Danielson's jersey. What was it? I couldn't tell. You could see there's letters stamped there at the bottom. Oh. Can we I'm, go? I'm just saying. I'm not starting the rumors, but there was some other name there. And Danielson fell in our lap at that point, and that's what Stevie decided to go with. Oh, dang. I'm just saying. Controversy. I know, right? Or it could have just been... It could All the jerseys were number 23. It could have said Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> We, we don't know. That's not as fun. I know. We'll roll with that. Um, round two. Round two. What do you got? We took a goalie. Yeah. Trey Augustine. Yep. I like the name. That's not really his name. <laughs> yeah. His name is like Kenneth Augustine. <laughs> Trey's way better. Yeah. He's from uh, MSU. No, he's committed to MSU. He was part of the US, US. and DDP. Yeah. So I'm excited because we've been trying to go out to... Yeah, we talked about going to some college games this year. We'll go to some college games this year. We'll get an eye on our guy. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Andrew Gibson was next, defenseman. 
We had uh, pick number 43, traded that to Nashville for pick 47 and pick 147. Well, this is pick 42 still, buddy. I know. Oh. And then we had the next pick was pick 43. I was going to... Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about... Uh, no, I was just going to say defenseman from the Sioux in the OHL. I was just going to get that out there. Yeah. Anyways. Good for Andrew Gibson. Come to Sioux. <laughs> Brady Cleveland was a defenseman that was drafted next with that pick that we had gotten from, you said, Nashville? Yeah. So we, I missed the whole trade that happened. I couldn't find it anywhere. We had three straight picks. We had pick 41, Did pick 42, for pick? pick 43. We traded pick 43 for to Nashville for pick 47 and pick 147, which was the fifth round pick. Okay. So we traded that one. We got Brady Cleveland, defenseman, out of... U.S. National Development Team. Yeah, so two U.S. National Development Team players in this draft. Weird. A goalie and a defenseman. Uh, that's new for us. Now, I really wish I would have went to one of the games when they were in Muskegon. I know. This we'll year. see enough of them, trust me. I'm going to go to Muskegon a lot this year. And then the next pick, I was a fan of. Everybody's a fan of. because it was a cool cool sight to see. Yeah, I love this name. Noah Dower Nielsen. Yeah, and we... From... Our favorite other for, team. For, for Orlando's junior team. <laughs> so he's in, from Sweden. But we had drafted his brother in 21. What? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> so Liam Dowernelson got drafted then. His draft was virtual, though. Yeah. Remember? So he didn't get to have this draft day experience and still gets to have that experience through his brother with the same team. Kind of cool. Did you hear about he had to drive? No, Sandine drove. Sandy, yeah, they missed their flight, yeah. so Sandy had to drive the both of them. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Um, then the next pick was another defenseman and Larry Keenan. Larry. Um, I, yeah, we got that. <laughs> and then another defenseman, from, Jack, Jack Phelan. From the Sioux, yep. Sioux Falls, not Sioux St. Marie. Oh, my bad. You're good. And then we went back to Mannheim, Germany. And got Kevin Bicker, who's a left wing. And I'm going to get into him a little bit here after we go through the last two picks here. And we got another goalie. Rudy. Rudy Gumond? From high school. He, he He's, yeah, he's young. Is he good? Do you know anything? So I've looked a little bit into him, and he, he's got potential. Okay. There, there's reasons behind these picks. Yeah. The more I dove in, the more I understood. Hey, we finished it up with... Emmett Feeney? Emmett Feeney from Kamloops Blazers Western Hockey League. He played the Memorial Cup because they hosted it. Not nice. that they were won their way there. They hosted it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he was a left-winger as well. So let's dive into a couple of these guys real quick because there's reasons I want to dive into them. Take us away. So one thing you noticed is when we took a ton of defensemen, and we have some great defensive prospects already in this system, right? Everyone freaked out going, why is Eisenman taking defensemen? Why is he taking defensemen? Before this draft... Oh, I had the same thoughts. We only had five prospects that were not either in Grand Rapids or in Detroit already at this point. Five defensive prospects in the entire system. So, yeah, we drafted some defensemen. And a couple right-handed defensemen, which are one of the hardest things to find in the league. And if you stumble upon a few good ones, you're in business. You have either assets or you're set. Like anyone's kid, anyone's it's out there with kids playing hockey. If they're play, if they're a Ford right now and they're right-handed, nope, they're defensemen now because they're <laughs> gonna make you rich at this point because they're so hard to find, especially good ones. So a lot of size, a couple right-handed defensemen, a couple left, but 
a lot of size in these defensemen too. I looked at this and I looked at what I'm trying to find a pattern with Stevie, <clears throat> right? So it's impossible. Yeah, and I saw before before this draft we had 15 defensemen that he drafted, 14 wingers, six centers, and three goalies. Yep. And sometimes the draft just falls like there's better defensemen, better forwards in certain drafts, whatever. And this year was heavy on the on the forwards in the first round. Correct. So I was really hoping that we were going to get two centers in this. Unless you're Arizona. What did they? They went two defensemen. They went uh, Shimashev for yeah. that first pick and shocked everybody. Yeah, that was uh, shocking. <laughs> it was was he the first? He was the first Russian off the board, and that's what no one thought. Yeah, we saw Michkov. We thought Michkov was going to be, but um, so six centers, three goalies, and now we're up to twenty D defensemen, 17 wingers, 7 centers, and 5 goalies after this draft. So we're back to being more balanced for it, you know. Uh, we needed more D, really. You needed to uh, put that pipeline out there. Yeah. I mean, we needed to fill that. Everyone panicked when he started picking defensemen. And granted, I did too, until I dove in and looked at everything. we got to remember that Steve Eisenman smarter than all of us at this point. Like, he's got people around him who are smarter than us just speaking into a microphone on a podcast. Or tweeting stuff like he knows what he's doing granted there's some skepticism around a couple of them and the funniest thing is when you look at the first two picks nate danielson and axel i love the axel pick at pick nine and i love nate danielson at pick 17 that's what everybody was saying and nate danielson at pick nine you're like okay it was kind of a reach but i get it and then axel at 17 is a steal so it's just the context of like the situation like, Oliver Moore was still available, right? That's who I wanted. It, He fell. He fell far. He ended up in Chicago. He got all the way back to pick 19. We had two opportunities to pick him and didn't. There's something there. But Or was he already on that jersey? No. <laughs> We're not starting rumors. I'm just saying what I saw. Okay? <laughs> I wish you hadn't told me that now. You're going to go back and look for it. I don't know if I can. There's probably a way to watch the draft. It's been it's replayed on NHL Network like 16 times so far since it happened for some reason. Huh, maybe I will. The Yeah, I think it was smart to draft as many defensemen as possible. I mean, you're not going to bat a thousand. I mean, a lot of these guys too. I I think it's going to be more of you know, we look at it a lot of people are looking at it as the Red Wings, right? I'm mm-hmm. looking at it for more as like on the aspect of Who's coming to Grand Rapids? Oh, yeah. You know, like... Uh, none of them this year. Right, none of... You were right. <laughs> uh, you have that one. Yeah. Let's clip that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel, too, that... I literally lost my train of thought. After you said I was right, that just made my whole day. All right, I'm good. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, no, I think a lot of these guys like are going to end up just being career eight some of these guys will be ahl players i mean some of them will sure um if you can get three of these guys to make it to the red wings we're cooking so i'm more confident that we'll get more than three i know like the statistic out there is like oh if you get three nhl players out of your draft it's going to be great i think we're gonna be surprised with this class one this draft was the deepest draft in recent years right we're talking all the way through probably middle of the second round you're getting a good player is he going to be a top six player no. But who knows? But I want to pick on one player that everyone seemed to pick on, and I'm not going to pick on him in a negative way. 
because I'm not that person. Brady Cleveland? No. Oh. Brady Cleveland, though, was a menace on the ice if you saw the clip that I sent you. I think this is how he's going to be favorite player. <laughs> Dude, he, there was just one clip of him throwing hit after hit after hit after hit, which I heard that's also a downside of him because he'll go out of his way to make the hit, burn the play, and he's got some learning to do, but he's young. He's, what, 17? Yeah. So, but I'm going to go to Nate Danielson because everybody seemed to dog on this pick immediately as a Red Wings fan. And I have the complete opposite opinion. Okay, shoot. Because one, he's a right-handed center, which is great. We need more right-shot people on this team. As far as I know, forward-wise in the top six, it's only Lucas Raymond. Okay. So, nice nice asset to have there. Is he going to be a better than Dylan Larkin? No. Unless he shocks the world. Is he going to be a second-line center in the NHL? Potentially. I see him more as a third-line center, but having your established centers from first line all the way down to the fourth line at this point in your pipeline, you're, you're in a good spot. But... Danielson played, he was one captain for Brandon last season at a young age. I believe he is 17. So high no, he's character, 18. High character guy. High character. Which is you have a captain, see, at 18 years old in that league, that says something about you. Brandon was an awful team last year. Absolutely mediocre. 68 games played for Danielson, 33 goals, 45 assists, 78 points. Yeah. In the year before that, when they were still trash. 53 games played, 23 goals, 34 assists, 57 points. So, what are you thinking? I'm just, I don't think people should dog in this pick as much as they are. He's going to be, this is like looking at you, looking at our goals and stats as the Griffins players this past year (laughs) on a rough team and going, oh, they're going to be, they're not going to be that great because they, whatever. Remember when we were looking at the Griffins, we were like, oh man, plus minus, like anybody close to being like, up there towards positive is very impressive on this team. Again, yeah. the Brandon Wheat King sucked last season. Danielson was only at minus 12. Only. So only. He'll and, fit right into know, this Griffins team. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know in the CHL, all these leagues, they're all high scoring. To be a minus 12 in that league and on a terrible yeah. team is good. But then also to be told in an interview during the draft by Connor Bedard, that you were the hardest player that you had to, uh, he played against, good for him. I think this pick is actually going to end up being a home run. It's going to take a little more time. He's going to have another season in the WHL. There's rumors swirling that the Wings are going to somehow try to get him traded to a different team. Really? Oh. Yes. I didn't see that. So I've seen multiple people being like, is this possible to get him traded? Can they get him traded closer to home? To Flint. The league is recognizing Flint's system as something that's working. Yeah. I, they did, spoke highly of them during the draft. I did see that. I, did I send that to you or no? No, I think I, I just saw it. I sent it to my dad. But I saw I mean, the link on it. Flint, Sioux, Saginaw, yeah. uh, I mean, Kitchener, any of those teams closer. You know Flint, Windsor. Has, Flint has an open center position right now. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so. so it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out before their season kicks off, but I think... I just got excited all over again. <laughs> it's not a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, they need to get him off that team or get him pieces on that team that are going to be helpful. How much influence do you think? I was thinking about this earlier. How much influence do you think that the like the Red Wings have on these smaller teams? Do you I think would say not a lot, but when your first round picks there, you probably have a little bit of pull. To be able to do something. Yeah. Because there's not that many affiliate. Like, there's no affiliate teams with the W. No, no. It's or just like the, the just like the OHL, just like Yeah. Yeah. 
That's an interesting storyline. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't see any of that. I, with end of the month, it, it's crazy in my line of work. So it's uh, I, I don't have as much access as I would love to be able to see as much as I can. So, um, yeah, that Nate Danielson, that interview with Conor Bedard, I think that really sealed the fate of Nate Danielson, like the wings wanting to pick him. I think it helped. I think it and helped if it was lot. just trying to help his buddy out, you know, um, good for good for Connor. He did it. <laughs> yeah. um, he was actually pretty excited too when they told him during his first like major press conference after the draft after he was picked after Bedard was picked. They were like they broke the news to him that Danielson was picked, and he was like you could see he was excited. It was his roommate during the draft too. Like they're best friends. Oh really? That's cool. Yeah. Um, they one thing that I did want to mention. I heard um, people were going through Nate Danielson's highlights mm-hmm. and they saw a bunch of he was setting up his like he's very smart IQ yes. wise he can see the play he sets up his uh his teammates really well the problem is they just can't finish <laughs> so he's on a terrible team he's on a terrible team so they said do not pair him with Zadina but pair him with anybody else and he should be all right to be able to to get some goals perfect <laughs> get some points perfect so no I mean again this is <laughs> this is I would say a three-year three-year plan to see him in the NHL do you think he'll do better than Joe Valeno? Because I feel like that's kind Ooh. of like the fourth line guy right now for our center in the organization. You want my honest answer on that? Yes. Yeah. I think he will be a better center than Joe Valeno. So we're looking for the Red Wings. We're looking for, and we spent a lot of time on the Red Wings, but you're looking at Larkin, Casper, Cop for the third line? Well, so things have changed since the signings. We'll get. Well, I'm going to give you that opinion when we get to signings here because that, that whole thing has shifted because... We don't understand what's going. On. We don't, or you don't. We n- nobody does. I don't think. Um, and then you I'm not even think. really talk. That- <laughs> I'm not even going to talk that much about Sandy and Pelica because I think we're all just through the roof on this pick. I think he's going to be a great addition to this team and the defensive core that they're trying to build. He's five eleven, so I'm just picturing him being paired with Edvinson on the same line, and it's going to look hilarious. But no. No, I don't want him on. I'm just, silence. I'm just picturing that. Okay, the, the height difference. Yeah, he's not going there. He's, he's a Philip Peronic part two. Simon's well, already too offensively. Like, go, go, go. Sandine is an extremely offensive defenseman. Yeah. So. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know where to put him. <laughs> um, he'll find a spot. Because Will can pull pull up there too. This is another player though that he's going to play in Sweden another year, and then. We could potentially see him. He's young. He's he's young. He is seventeen. He's a ju- he's on the junior team. Right? Yeah, so it could be one or two years in in Sweden still before we see him. Um, and I actually one of the other picks I really liked was that Kevin Bicker pick. Why? Uh, his highlight reels and his edge work already uh, in a junior level were very impressive over in Germany. From what I was looking at, you so. think he's our surprise uh, pick out of this draft? Like our Albert uh, Soderblom, our Pavel Datsuk. Our... I'm not going to say that, but he could be. What I will say to wrap up the draft piece here, because we've the draft is really mainly a Red Wings piece right now. We don't know what it'll shape up to look like with the Griffins. We drafted two goalies and a lot of defensemen. What do we have a lot in this? What do we not have a lot of in the system? Goalies, but we have two very, two or three, very highly sought after prospects in the system for goalies in Sebastian Kosa, Bednar, and our other guy who's still playing at Colgate. I can never remember his name. I'm sorry. We have all these guys, and, we, and then obviously we all know the defensive prospects we have. You know, Edvinson, uh, Johansson, uh, Wally. Like, we have all these guys. The pressure's on. 
because if they're not going to develop to what the Wings want them to develop to, their replacement's on the way. Yeah. So the pressure to develop is finally there. It wasn't there before, for the, especially the defensive core and even the goalies. What's behind me, you know? Oh, I, I have my time. No, nope, you don't have time anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's going to be an issue with development based off of who we've signed and who we so got. Either, so but. I think it's... Uh, I think we're going to be able to get that max ceiling that everybody talks about. Exactly. Out of our guys quicker. And I also like how I don't think we have a goalie in the system now under six foot. Because even Augustine's six one. <laughs> um, possibly. I can't remember. I thought there was Lions over six foot. And Bender's not? Bender's six four. I'm thinking of the other Bender. You are. <laughs> uh, and the guy at Colgate's like six three. So... I can remember his height. I can't remember his name. That's so freaking terrible. Anyways, Guy any Lander? final thoughts? Is it Guylander? Yeah, that's another yeah, goal okay. that we've drafted. Uh, any other final thoughts on the draft for you, buddy? I I think the pick, besides Nilsson, that really stands out, because they said if he turns out well, he's going to be great on the power play. Yes. Is that Trey Augustine pick. Like I am. That's going to be my player to watch this year, wherever he... You know, if he goes to state, if he's if he goes there, I want to be able to watch him. They said he plays a lot like Wallstead. Yes. So if you don't like Kosa, like here's your <laughs> here's your Wallstead. Here's your Wallstead. Here's your backup. Yeah. Here's your, and he your played counter. obviously in front of a stacked development team with a stacked <laughs> defensive core in front of him. But if we have a stacked defensive core in front of him, I can assume we'll see the same thing. And oh man, he'll end up maybe on an AHL team at some point with some very defensive-minded coaches. Oh no, <laughs> like yeah. we're thinking way far out in the future here, but. I think it's a good pick, and I think it wasn't a risky one. To t- I don't think any pick they took is a risk, because when you get to the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, you're you're just throwing a dartboard, dart at the dartboard, and hope for the best, and hoping some, hoping you find that Datsuk, Zetterberg, Elmer Soderblom, Elmer, or even uh, was it Pecorine was also, and he was drafted like seventh round or something like that. Yeah. So you're hoping you step stumble upon one of those, but at the same time, I like what we did. I'm not going to try to be a Twitter GM on this one. I'm going to let it play out. You'd be podcast GM. I'm not even going to try to do that. I'm just going to let it play out and hope that the guys that make a lot more money to think of these things uh, made the right choices. But before we jump into free agency, we should probably do an ad break. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN. P-N, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinem.org. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. T- terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball term. 
All right, free agency time. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to need one after this. All right. All right, so you're going to take over on this for a little bit. Yep, I'm going to. So we're going we're to start with the part, if you're here for just Griffin stuff, I'm going to take care of you right now. We're going to talk about the one signing the Griffins made yesterday and then the couple two-way signings the Red Wings made that are all AHL guys and just depth pieces. So we'll start with the Griffins wanted to play in free agency and signed 30-year-old defenseman Josiah Didia. Sure. We'll know later. We'll know at some point. Bob will correct us. <laughs> Bob will correct us. Uh, 30-year-old right shot D. He was the captain of the Providence Bruins the last two seasons. Last season, 69 games played. Nice. Four goals, nine assists, 13 points total, 61 penalty minutes. It was his second highest point total season in his AHL career. Not a high point guy at all. But veteran presence on the blue line that we are lacking because we don't have a Brian Lashoff. Yep. So I'm happy with I'm, I'm happy with it. it. It's 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 it is what it is, right? Or you have some pieces you want to add on this guy. He was a captain. He was a captain. So that is important. They'll probably maybe get an A here. I see that. I'm trying to remember if I actually saw who who I saw this on. I think it was that on this guy that they Maybe not. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to think. I thought they said that this guy was a, like a really good piece for us to add. It like, is. He... It's a good leadership piece, and it's defensively sound. It sounds like he's a perfect a perfect fit for what we need. He's going to fall into the veteran rule. Yeah. So there's there's a thing there. But, yeah, I mean. The other thing I want to add is he brought a Calder Cup to Charlotte in 2019. Mm-hmm. He's got playoff experience. He's got Calder Cup experience. Guess who was on that team, Brandon? Who? Your favorite player. What? Cedric LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix? <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. Guess who else was on that team? Oh, God. Morgan Geeky. Was Morgan Geeky on that team? Oh, cool. And? Oh? Our guy that just left us heartbroken. Huh? Nadalkovich. Oh. Have <laughs> fun in Pittsburgh with... with uh, Magnus. With Magnus, buddy. We'll miss you. Anyways, um, so now... That's the only signing the Griffins officially made. Yeah. It's a Griffins contract. So the Red Wings made a couple signings as well that'll impact the Griffins. First one, Borgen Rafferty. I might have butchered that name. I'm sorry, dude. You'll like this one. 28-year-old right shot defenseman. 72 games played for Coachella last year. Nine goals, 42 assists for 51 points. That's a lot. 42 penalty minutes. He was a plus 28. He also had two goals and 11 assists in 26 playoff games in their Calder Cup final run as well. So that is a nice, another sound additional piece to the defensive core of this team. Another right shot defenseman. I like it. Was he drafted or was he by Seattle? I don't, I didn't dig that deep okay. into it with him. Um, I am intrigued with this guy. Just I am too because of the amount of points he's putting up. Yeah, as a defenseman. But Coachella was good last season too. They were. So it might. But remember how we talked about offensive defensemen that we're trying to get? Yeah, we got another. <laughs> and then, Red Wings also signed this one. I'm excited about Tim Gettinger. This is a, another two way deal that they signed. He's 25 years old, six foot six, left winger. Holy crap. 52 games played with Hartford last season. 13 goals, 22 assists, so 35 points. He was a plus four, and he has seen some NHL time with the Rangers here and there while he was in that organization. He's been in that organization since about 2018. So, more offense. More More size. More size. 
Like, he's... We put Elmer on one side yeah, and on, on the other. <laughs> and then Lombardi in the center. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to look funny. And then, to our surprise, after it was announced, they didn't qualify him. They signed a deal with him, and they signed Matt Luff back to another two-way deal for another year. I am very happy to see that. I have two. They, I heard the contract negotiations is that they had to reduce the amount of ketchup in the team lobby. God dang it. I'm moving on from that already. Um, no, it's just good to see another off- offensively strong piece. So every one of these two-way signings that the Red Wings did specifically that we went over, it's just more depth for call-ups for them. We saw what Eisenman did last year with Zarnik and Luff and how smart he played that, and it worked out very well. Now he's got some defensive pieces he can do that with too, where he doesn't have to pull an Albert up too early or any or a Wallander up too early and let things play out the way they need to. There's depth there that's important, but there's also quite a bit of scoring and leadership that he added to the Griffins in that. I love that. That right there got you, me excited, especially with our coaching additions. You love that? I love that. <laughs> um, and then there's the other piece that we're still really unsure on how this is going to shake out for the season. I'm super excited about this one. I don't know if it's going to shake out that way. I've seen it listed in a couple different places, so I don't want to get you too excited. But the Red Wings did sign goaltender Alex Lyon, who, if you watched the Stanley Cup Finals, you know, started with Florida. He kind of turned. He got Florida into the playoffs, essentially. Um, he's older. I think he's 30, 32. Um, the Red Wings signed him and James Reimer yesterday. So we signed two backups for Huso. We don't know if Lyon's contract is a two-way deal because Lyon did play, he's played a lot of AHL time, but he was in the AHL last year too. So it's a cheap deal too. It's only, it's only 900,000. Yeah. But there was no breakdown because every, every one of these two-way deals I saw, it showed their cap hit for the NHL and cap hit for the minors. I couldn't find any cap hit for the minors on Alex Lyon. So part of me is like, okay, this is Kosa's partner in Grand Rapids. And if that's the case, sign me up. I love that deal. If not, then I don't know what we're doing. (laughs) Because I don't want Kosa partnered with James Reimer. Why? For... No, I, I'm not going to speak on personal stuff with him. <laughs> the fans have spoken their mind enough on that one. We can we can glare over that one. I'm here to talk about hockey. Uh, that signing, yeah, I don't understand it. There's better goalies out there uh, who took the same term and money and went to other teams. <laughs> Nadelkovic. Yeah, but that, that bridge was burned. <laughs> it was, but at the same time, we don't know. We don't know. I, that's why I don't think Bird's ever coming back either. I think that that bridge has been burned. I, I think that's that's done and over with. I, I'm excited about this Alex Lyon thing. I think it's going to be more. I think of, he's a better goalie than James Reimer. That's why I'm like I don't see him being here. Do how long do we sign Reimer for? One year. One year. So, so it's a one year prove it contract deal for both of them. Well, no, Lions is a two year deal. Oh, sorry. So, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I hope I hope to God that is the way this shakes out and Costa's partnered with Alex Lyon. That'd be fantastic. That's the perfect person to lead him and mentor him through the AHL. The guy's been in the league long enough. He's won Calder Cups. He's done some incredible things in his career. And then obviously stepped into an NHL team role, got a team to the playoffs, 
played in the playoffs, played well until Bobrovsky got the start because he's Sergei freaking Bobrovsky. You don't leave a $10 million goalie on the bench in the playoffs when one of the goalies, the other goalie starts to falter. So it's not Lyon's fault that he didn't keep playing. No. So, I don't know. I don't want to get my hopes up that it's going to work out that way, but pretty please universe make that work out that way. Yeah, that'd be sick. I mean, I it we what do we know about goalies? <laughs> goalies are voodoo, so it's always good to have extras and backups and everything in between. So, and again, like like I said, I think Lyon's a better goalie than Reimer. Reimer's not a bad goalie. You put the personal stuff aside. He is a decent goaltender. He's been around the league. Him getting back with an original six team, I know he's excited about that. He played with Toronto. Yep. Everybody in Toronto as a teammate loved him. It, he's he's that locker room guy as far as I know. As many people are going to be like because of his personal beliefs, he's not the locker room guy. He is the locker room guy. I don't know. He, he was the goalie for San Jose when I went saw the Wings play San Jose last last season. It was, they went to overtime. He's, he's a good goaltender. I just think there was better out there. Yeah, sh- Sharks, Carolina, Florida, Maple Leafs. He's been around. 11 Stanley Cup playoff games, 10 starts. So, I he's mean, been around. He's, he's got experience, so. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Uh, is what it is. Now, that's all the free agent signings so far as of today, which is what, 6 or 7 o'clock on this Sunday? July 2nd. July 2nd here. That's all the signings we know so far. That'll impact the Griffins. Now because we talk about the organization. Let's talk about some of these other signings the Red Wings made, please. What the heck are we doing here? There's got to be a trade coming. AI? There's a trade coming. There's a trade coming for somebody on that high-profile list. We just don't know who it is. Is it Debrinket? Is it... Wallander? Nylander? Yeah. Marner? There has to be a trade coming. But what... God, if Toronto trades one of those two within the division... I just... Oof. Anyways, I'm super confused because we signed we signed all these defensemen. Mm-hmm. So well, obviously we're not going to trade them. Why not? Because they just signed with us. You don't sign people just to trade them. That's happened multiple times in this league. We don't just draft people to trade them either. I mean, that's also happened. They're assets. I mean, it, I mean, it happens, but that's not the point of signing some of these people. Well, I mean, so we were confused in a couple of them, right? Like, let, let's get the one out of the way that a lot of fans seem to be mad about, but I, I have I have feelings about this one. Justin Hall. We signed him for three years? I think it was three, whatever, three years, some, some amount of money. We signed him. Fans are not happy about this one. Three-year, $10.2 million contract, AAV of 3.4. He's 31 years old, 18 points, two goals, 16 assists, and 80 season, 80 regular seasons for 80 regular season games for Toronto. Right. Everyone's mad about the term on this one being three years for that money, and I'm not going to be the guy that's like, "Oh, the cap's going to go up." That's not a reason to be excited about that trade. There's reason. The to be ex- What's that? Excited for the signing. Yeah. 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 The signing. There's reasons to be excited about it because Justin Hall one just from reading through things, hearing Toronto-specific podcasts talk about him. Shout out Steve Dangle. He's, one, a locker room gem. He is the guy in the locker room, from what I hear. He is one of the nicest guys. He's a guy that 
there was a season where he was scratched for a ton of games or being sent back and forth between the AHL, uh, the Marlies, and the Maple Leafs, and showed up to every charity event still. He, he's one. He's a character guy, which, again, would, you'd see why Eisman would go after him. Eisman likes his character guys. He's very offensive-minded, which is good. He's very good at moving the puck forward. The only criticism that people with the Leafs gave him was that if someone's skating right at him, he's going to panic and screw it up. <laughs> Which is t- scary. But at the same time, Lalone's system is a different system. Yeah. I don't see this as a bad opportunity here to get some more experience with our young guys, get somebody else who's very offensively minded, and again brings that positive character and culture to this team. Nothing wrong with that. I think we can leave the Toronto bias aside of how he played there and wait to see what he does here. Toronto's high pressure. The media is all over you. It is not a fun place to play unless you're... Well, it's not even fun for Austin Matthews. He's criticized every move he makes. Yeah. It's toxic. It is. Let's see what this guy can do in Detroit. He's not going to be worse than Ben Chirot. <laughs> That's a standard we're setting now. I mean... <laughs> okay, I mean, he's going to be better than Gustav Lindstrom, which we also re-signed, but I'm not even going to get into that. Well, we carried D, we carried 7D. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll carry season. depth there, too, for yeah. sure. We need to. Because yeah. we need to be patient with the younger ones. So I think that's what this all is. Is Steve? I think Steve pushed the timeline back a year when we when we didn't win the draft lottery. I think the timeline for what he, his goals are has moved another year. He's not anticipating playoffs this year. I'm going to tell you that right now. If they make it, good. If not, it, he didn't think we were going to. This is another one of those years. So you're saying right now, July 2nd, 7.03 p.m. <laughs> at this address, for no, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> that we are not making the playoffs. I'm not saying we are or we aren't. I think the expectations from Steve Eiserman have not changed to being a playoff team. Okay. I think we're still, I think everything was pushed back a year. We're, year, we're in year four. Mm-hmm. We're going on year four of Steve Eiserman. Okay. But, again, there were some good signings, though. There's some things to be happy about. One, we'll stick with the defense for a minute. Shane Gostaspear, that one shocked me. I didn't think that was going to happen. It's not a long-term deal. The money fits in our cap. We have so much to spend right now. I only know him because on NHL 23, I got drafted by Arizona. So, Gostaspear, <laughs> I mean, just look at his look at his numbers. He's another offensively-minded defenseman. He plays a very solid game. Um, I'm very happy about this pick for a year. It's just more depth. More depth is all we need right now. Gives them alone options. Because if, like, you got to remember, we ain't carry all these players. Things don't start working out. Waivers exist. We aren't afraid to put <laughs> people on waivers. Yeah. We've made that very clear. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens with it. But getting Gossip Spear on the team, I'm a fan of. JT Comfer. That was a huge signing. That's huge for this team. I feel like this fits into, like, the David Prawn. Andrew Cop yep. those that that he's another bucket. center, yeah. But he doesn't mind playing wing. He said, "I watched his uh, interview today. He's 
like center more. He does not mind playing wing and will do it when needed and it still produces at that level in that position. But he mentioned specifically as part of the Colorado rebuild, I know what it takes and I'm really excited to hopefully do that same exact thing here. He went through these exact same dark times that Colorado went through before everything started falling into place for Joe Sackick and that team. He knows what needs to be done. But again, this buys us time for development of our centers. Yeah. And it gives us, or for sure, I mean, now you have Larkin, Cop, Comfer, whoever else you want to throw there. Joey V. He hasn't signed yet. Yeah, he is. No, he hasn't. Uh, we qualified yeah. an offer. He oh, has not signed it. Yeah, he's, I, that's my bad. I saw a qualifying offer. He is not signed yet. So, that's a the comfort pick is or signing is a great one. I love it, and he's another Michigan guy. Yeah, he's I got th- that relationship with Larkin and Kopp already. Yeah, um, I think that helped too. It's oh, always for sure. It's so funny every year. <laughs> Steve's picked at least one Michigan guy to sign. <laughs> I wish we could have drafted a couple Michigan guys. You know, <laughs> eh. maybe next year, man. Uh, they just all went to Columbus. Yeah. Um, then the other one I was excited about was Daniel Sprong. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. It's another one-year deal. Yeah. But... From Seattle? From Seattle. 20-something goals last year and a very limited role on that team. He's not going to be limited here. He'll probably end up in the top six. I'm excited to see what he'll do. Comfer and Sprong was the scoring piece that we keep going, Hey, Eisman, where is it Where is it at? Where, when's it coming? When are you going to start signing some scoring? He signed it right there. I wish those wouldn't have been the last, like, two signings that were announced in the day. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, at first we all just were panicking, going, what are you doing? Right. You draft all these defensemen <laughs> in the draft, and then you sign all these defensemen <laughs> in free agency. Right. Where are these guys going to fit? Like, <laughs> just well, Then we talk all the time, too, about the grit this team lacks sometimes, right? Especially when you lose to Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. There's not much much grit there what Ole Mata's dropping the gloves just and Ben Schrott's dropping the gloves to stand up for the players well that's where they got Shady Clem Shady Clem good <laughs> Clem Costin they acquired him during the the draft for that trade for future considerations that guy's moving around again yeah I gotta get I rid thought, of that jersey I thought Gustav Lindstrom was future considerations but <laughs> anyways kind of bad uh but then they didn't so they got Costin and Yamamoto we bought out Yamamoto yeah. And then they didn't give Costin a qualifying offer, but then gave him an offer anyway. We still got him an offer. And he signed for two years. Four million. Four, four million, so two, two million a year. This guy... Thanks for that math, Brandon. Hey, you're welcome. That's about the quickest <laughs> math I can do. This guy, limited role in Edmonton. Obviously, look at the offense there. But produced, and he is gritty. This guy, I'm. This might be one of the ones I'm most excited about. Honestly, we got a fighter. We got a fighter who can score. Who could score? Which is rare, unless you're Darren McCarty or Darren McCarty. <laughs> like this, this pick is. No, I keep saying pick. This signing, it kind of reminds me of McCarty. Yeah. Just a little bit. Obviously, not the same skill level. Well, who knows? No one's really gotten the chance to see it. He hasn't had long-term workload in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, he's... He's, he's young. Bottom six guy. I think he'll end up 
he'll dabble in the t- uh, the second line this year, but long term, yeah, you'd see a bottom six guy who can defend your young talent. So I'm happy with that. I like that one a lot, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> favorite favorite signing? No, Confer's still the favorite signing, for sure. That one. I was just as frustrated as every other Wings fan yesterday on Twitter, not just because, you know, Twitter was broken, um, but just because what we were seeing, and then we saw Comfort come through, and it was like, oh, there it is. That's Stevie Y. All right, cool. We're good. Everything's fine. Everything's fine now. So. you have anything else on the signings? Um, a lot of teams made a lot of questionable decisions yesterday. but So my question to you now is there's a guy that we've been talking about a lot mm-hmm. for the Griffins mm-hmm. that you believe that will play for the Red Wings next season. Mm-hmm. Do you think he still makes it? Carter Mazur out of camp onto this Red Wings revamped team. <laughs> yeah, he'll take the spot for where Zadina ends up because he's going to get traded. <laughs> but No, I. you know what? I don't know what any of the prospects look like making this team next season. Yeah, And I think, again, I talked earlier with the draft about this is that moment where the prospects have to get it in gear. Yeah. Strong summer. Stevie Y expects a strong summer from these guys and needs them to show up. Needs them to produce. Am I going to be mad about a year or a half a year even with Carter Mazur in the AHL? No, I'm not going to be mad. You and I both know how excited <laughs> that would be. But I still, I, I don't know. I can't answer that question. Because a trade could change everything here. Yeah. I just want, I'm just scrolling through. I want to see if I miss anything else of these. Tuomisto's a defender, right? Uh, No, he's a defenseman. That's what I said. Oh. He's a defender, right? <laughs> no, he's a defenseman. <laughs> You're losing me now. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just trying to picture what that six looks like for the Griffins next year because we, we got the two defensemen that were signed one to a two way and the one the Griffins signed you want me to pull this up? you have Johansson you have wherever Edvinson shakes out after shoulder, shoulder surgery that's the other thing you like, have Wallander you, that you kind of brought up last night with me is, or the yeah. other night is mm. that maybe this injury looks worse than what it is but they I've did... seen conflicting reports after I had said that too. I said it on Twitter last night too and someone was like no no one said that and I was like no one has said anything I'm just assuming yeah relax but at the same time yeah what if he misses the first half of the season okay the depth is figured out we're good we're okay if he misses the first half of the season he's not going to end up in Detroit right away right he'll be in Grand Rapids for his conditioning, and that could take a month. That's weird. It could take two. I said the same thing to you. <laughs> well, I know that. But everybody forgot about that when we started drafting defensemen and signing defensemen. Everybody yeah. forgot that the big dude's hurt. Now he could be ready for camp, and then we're all going to be really confused, and we don't know what everything's going to shake out to be. But, oh darn, what would our defensive core in Grand Rapids look like if Edmondson has to start the season here? Oh, shoot. Oh, man. Him and Wally on the first line. And then you still got Albert. You got Tuamisto, who will probably end up in Grand Rapids. We can only assume. You got and then the two guys we signed. There's your defensive core. Well, I mean, whoever else we had carry over to. I can't. Sabrango, Vero. You got the Walleyes top line. That's about it. Right <laughs> there. Yeah. 
yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. I it just makes me excited. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I I'm gonna go when I get home tonight. I'm gonna dig through YouTube and look at development camp highlights and stuff because that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, at LCA, but obviously that's not like a public development camp. I wish. I know. I saw that and I was like, Do I see the list? Should I bring up the list? Oh, the, I mean, the list is the list is huge. It's a big. It's a big. It's list. tall. It's tall. Coast is there. Uh, Kevin Bicker, Nate Danielson, Alex Doucette. Alex Doucette. Liam Dower Nelson and Noah are both there. You think they're roommates? I would assume so. <laughs> Marco Casper. You haven't seen him. Sorry to flex on that. I haven't seen him in person either, remember? Amadeus Lombardi is there. Carter Mazer is there. Theodore Niederbach is there. Red Savage is there. Riley Sawchuck is there. Riley. Which I was really excited to see. Sam Stange is there. Brady Cleveland. Andrew Gibson. I thought that said Albert. It was Anton Johansson. Oh, it's very, very Yeah, there's another Johansson. Axel Sandy and Pelica. Anti Tuamisto. William Wallander. Which they shared a video yesterday. I think it was of Pelica's skating. Dude, where do we keep finding these Swedes that can just skate like they're on glass, <laughs> man? It's it's incredible. It it's oh I could watch it all day. And then goalies, uh, Trey Augustine, Jan Bednar, Sebastian Kosa, Rudy Gumond, Carter Geilander. Geilander is there, and Luke, I'm not even going to try. Pavicic. Uh, Perfect. That was actually way better than what I would have done, I'm sure. Some of the guys that stand out that have not been drafted by us is like Carson Dorwart. Yep. Nick. Doucette wasn't drafted by us. Yeah, but he's, he's, there. he's, he's in the organization. Nick Granowitz, Michael Horth. You've got Dean Locus, Liam McLinsky, Israel Mianscum. Like, those guys, we didn't draft these. These guys are not part of the organization at the moment. Connor Punnett for our sure? defenseman. Yeah. And Sam Dewar. Jackson Dessous. I probably murdered all these names. I'm, and I'm, that's why I'm letting you roll with it it's just so great. Uh yeah, these guys haven't been drafted. I've got the last five drafts I'm looking at right now. So what we saw last year out of development camp was Jeremy Bakatu... How do you pronounce that guy's name? Biaka Batuka. Biaka Batuka. Biaka. Biaka Batuka. Biaka. Biaka. I'm just making you edit. I'm just... <laughs> like, we, dra- we brought him to development camp, and then we ended up signing him at the end of the year. So I'm wondering out of these guys, who are we going to end up picking up? So, um, that's that's uh that's my interesting take. I just love seeing that Dusa and Riley Sawchuk are there. Yeah, that I mean because we haven't heard much on Riley since the season ended, and seeing him at the development camp, I'm like, yes, okay, perfect, good. I don't remember if the Griffin signed him for one year or two years, what it was, uh, but cool. I like him, so let's keep that rolling. But yeah, lots of changes, lots of question marks, lots of confusion. Still a lot of hope. <laughs> From both of us this time. Yeah. Not just you. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. It's just, uh, I just hope I don't hit a rate limit today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Anything else we got? Anything we want to end on? Yeah. Maybe we can end on. So you, you spoiled it earlier. We had a couple departures on the team too as well. 
Oh, um, sad part. Ned uh, signed with Pittsburgh, signed a one-year deal with them. And then so did Magnus Helberg. Not that he was a Griffin at the end of the season, but he was a he, Griffin. He was a Griffin enough. One point in the season. Yeah. So those two moved on. Uh, Griffin's legend Kyle Criscolo got a deal with the New Jersey Devils organization. Congrats to him. Um, there's still a few guys that did not receive qualifying offers from the Red Wings that played on the Griffins, including Seth Barton and Jasper Weatherby. Um, the Seth Barton one's interesting to me. I mean, both of them are interesting to me. Guys that did receive a qualifying offer, John Lethman, Jared McIsaac, and uh, Wyatt Newpower all got qualifying offers, which we were happy to hear. Doesn't mean they're signed. It means they've got offers, though. Um, I don't think we'll see Seth Barton come back based off of how many defensemen we just drafted and signed. No. And then uh, there was one other departure that you didn't really know about at first. I have to explain it to you. Who? Charlie Kaser. Oh, yeah. Bob's kid. <laughs> so Bob's kid's been the assistant equipment manager under the dog for a while now. And got a deal out in, it sounds like Texas. There wasn't much released about it. Is he like the head equipment manager in Texas or something? He got a promotion. That's all we know. So congrats to him. Cool stuff. He's been around the organization for his whole his life. entire life. <laughs> so that, that's cool to see. It's good for him. That's cool stuff. Also... <laughs> Watch the best thing the Griffins have put out on social media uh, for the last couple weeks. What is it? I have watched zero episodes. The, so they did a four video series of behind the scenes through like three games with Brad Thompson and Charlie the entire time. And it was the best thing I've seen him put out. More behind the scenes stuff. It was cool. You think they were leading up to this announcement and then he was leaving? Oh, maybe. I didn't think about that. <laughs> so that- yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Anything you want to end on this week, sir? Anything fun and exciting? Awkward stories with Nick? I don't know. Yeah, no awkward stories this week. Uh... No awkward stories this week? That's what I could think of. Dang it! Yeah. So. Well, I have nothing else to add this week then. It was a lot of stuff. We talked about a lot. There's been a lot happening, and I'm sure by the time that we even post this, hopefully tomorrow, um, the, it'll all be invalid. Well, no, it won't be invalid, but <laughs> I guess we could add this, too. Is like, so we've got the forward episode that's still waiting in the wings. That really didn't get affected too much because we signed all these defensemen that we already posted an episode on. So uh, it'll still be relevant contact, and that'll be coming out soon. So uh, I think the next one after that would probably be experience. Next, Yeah, we'll have our forward recap and then the experience episode, which we'll record probably next week. And then... And then uh, because we'll try to enjoy our holiday week a little bit. We are? Well, my are be- supposed to have a bonfire, sir. I don't know about that. But anyways. But- oh, no, we're showing up for one, whether <laughs> you have it or not. We'll just be in your backyard. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. This is already, We've already started planning it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I probably have like 20 text messages about this, too. No, you have none. We've just kept you in the dark. Because <laughs> we knew you would back out. But we have nothing else hockey related. Everybody have a hopefully had or have a safe and happy Fourth of July. Yeah, hope everyone had a safe and happy Canada Day. If you're from the Great North, there. Stop burning your forests. Yeah, we like to breathe clear. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, I have nothing else to add. Nick has nothing else to add. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a rating or review on your podcast site of choice. Platform of choice. That was a mess. Yeah. But anyways. Thanks for tuning in. Love you. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in to the Hockeytown West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeytownWPod and your host, Nick at GR Hockey Guy and Brandon at Brandon GR Hockey.